Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, a division of the Ninja Pancake Family of And welcome to Geekologist Radio 2.0 And I'm doing a quick hit episode We have talked about this before Where we will jump on and do something that we want to talk about And maybe it's just a small something Um, This week I'm going to bring up the TV shows that I have been watching this year Or finished early last year and are starting again late this year The fall and 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 the winter time so we can keep up everybody on what we're actually watching. And a lot of the stuff I'm watching maybe personally and nobody else is watching it. So it's kind of hard to talk about on the podcast when nobody else has really watched the episodes or maybe are into what I'm into. So it makes things a little bit hard to discuss it with somebody else that's maybe never seen an episode of Shameless like Damien. So just everybody, thanks for everybody who's liking us on Facebook page, Facebook slash Geekologist Radio. We get a lot of good feedback on there. Damien just hit up PAX West today, so I'm sure he'll be posting a lot of stuff that he has found on the Facebook page. Uh, Please join our Discord. It'll be in the Discord notes. I know it's hard to start up a Discord about a show that we do. It's kind of a variety show. A lot of different things we talk about, movies, games, TV shows, comic books sometimes. And sometimes just, you know, what is going on in pop culture, maybe rumors and, you know, things like that. So it's hard to start a Discord like that. But we'd like you guys to get in there and, you know, talk about things. Uh, like us and rate us on you iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts at. And follow us on Twitter for the latest update at Geekologist Radio on Twitter. And we post the shows on Twitter, but then we repost them with our own personal accounts. You can follow me at NickPDX on Twitter or Damien at Damien Nash on Twitter. Or follow Silver at Silver Soul Gaming on Twitter. So this week, I'm just going to bring up. Some quick shows that I have watched. Maybe you'd appreciate this. Maybe you've watched them and nobody's really talked about them. And the first thing up is Cobra Kai. I've been wanting to talk about this show for a while, but I've been the only one that's really dove deep into this. And it's an 80s nostalgia bath. It has everything that I loved from the Karate Kid when I was when I was young and brought back into 2017 when it came out. And IMDb was getting a 9.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomato was getting 100%. And this is 30 years after the 1984 All-Valley Karate Tournament that happened down in California. And this is just a bag of 80s memories tossed up in 2018. Throughout 10 episodes, Cobra Kai shows us that we are all in 2018 while splashing 80s references. It makes sure we know we are watching a show about Karate Kid. Each episode has some sort of flashback to tie in the original movie into each episode of the first season of Cobra Kai. We are following Johnny this time. Johnny is the main character. And what happened to him since he lost the under 18 All-Valley Karate Tournament to Daniel Rousseau. So it's it's a little twist on it because Daniel is in the show. But he's not really the main character. As the, the season progresses you do get a little more Daniel. But really it's the Johnny Lawrence show. Daniel Reloso, since we last saw Daniel, has been made a successful life for himself and his family owns a popular car dealership 
that chops the competition away. He has these corny commercials where he jumps in, he does a karate chop and say, I'll, I'll cut the prices over everybody. It's very corny. It gives you that 80s feel of a, you know, of a bad commercial. Also, with every card sold, the customer gets a free bonsai tree. Another corny thing. It's kind of funny. It brings back the movie, the bonsai tree, him clipping the branches. Um, Daniel now is married with two kids and living kind of the fairy tale life. He has a big house, the pool, the pool house. He has his own little dojo in his house. And Daniel's got a little soft, and he's not really practicing karate anymore. And as the season progresses, you see how he decides that he probably needs to get back into it. And Johnny kind of pushes him in that direction, just on like more of a mental side, not really trying to fight him or anything. And you see as he goes along that Daniel starts training a little bit more here and there. Now, Johnny Lawrence has taken the hard path of life up to this point, And we find him doing odd jobs as a handyman to make a living. He's living in a dump of an apartment, drinking beer first thing in the morning. I mean, lots of it. And he's also driving the Pontiac Firebird from the 80s. Listen to 80s rock music. And he's seemingly stuck in the 80s. He's wearing the jean jacket. He has at some points of the season, he's wearing the headband, um, which some people make fun of him at a basketball court. I mean... It's pretty hilarious uh, how far Johnny has fallen from where he was at before in uh, Cobra Kai. Now, this series is a Johnny redemption story. Johnny's running from his past, and that keeps catching up with him. Similar kind of tell you see from other stories. This This series makes you rethink who Johnny was and where he came from and who he is now. Because when we last seen him, we kind of see him as the bad kid, the, the kid that breaks the rules. But he was actually kind of being influenced. And that really didn't define him. He's actually a different person and wanted to be a different person. As you can see at the end of Karate 1, the beginning of Karate 2, where he defies his, his master. Now, he is trying to show he was not okay with what Cobra Kai represented when he was in high school. Now, Johnny reopens Cobra Kai and is trying to change the image of the past and Cobra Kai's, of Cobra Kai's past. He recruits a new student named Miguel who lives in his apartment complex, lives right next to him, and he starts a new path for Cobra Kai. Now, his student Miguel, you follow him along too. You follow Miguel's family. You follow Miguel to high school, which Miguel goes to school with Danny Reluso's daughter, which brings in the tie of different things. Now, Johnny Lawrence also has a son that he really hasn't helped raise and is not really around, and the son is mad at him for this he has a grudge against his father for this and this is how the whole series ties itself in together johnny's been an absent father son robbie they have a torturous relationship and does not seem will will ever get mended robbie decides to get back at his father and he gets a job at the relusa's car dealership this ensures daniel taking liking the robbie not knowing who his father is he doesn't know who robbie's robbie he doesn't know robbie and johnny lawrence are related and as Robbie starts doing more things at the dealership and doing them well, he starts to taking a liking to Robbie more and more. Not only that, his daughter takes a liking to Robbie, which Miguel likes his daughter. So there's the little cross into that into that side of the storyline. But then Robbie starts training with Johnny Larusso, and guess what happens at the end of the season is they both meet up in the under 18 karate tournament in the valley. So you can see how the storyline goes. You know, uh, Daniel's teaching Robbie, Johnny Lawrence's son. Johnny Lawrence is teaching Miguel, who likes John, uh, Daniel's daughter. Robbie likes Daniel's daughter. 
it all kind of comes to a head at the end. You can see how this kind of plays together. There is some corniness into it, but my God, at four, something that we haven't seen from the 80s and then all of a sudden it comes back in a YouTube Red series. Uh, I was very over, I was very pleased with what, what I watched and I was pleased that I actually bought YouTube Red just so I could watch it. Uh, really good series. Uh, everybody should check that out. And actually it was a 2018 series, not 2017. I think I said 2017 earlier. But for 2018, definitely, definitely a good watch. All right, next up was Season 5 of Ray Donovan. Something else I've been wanting to talk about that I might be the only one watching it. Now, Season 5 of Ray Donovan did start in 2017, but it did end in 2018. This Season 5 was emotionally brutal. And even for the, the viewers, it was really hard. It was a very sad season. Something happened to a main character... I'll try not to give too many spoilers here. Something happened to a main character that kind of dragged the season along the whole time. It brought people to bring up their past. It, it was really hard for certain characters to move on and progress as a human in the se in the season five. Now, if you haven't seen Ray Donovan, Ray Donovan is a person in California. Sorry, California, in L.A. in Los Angeles, Hollywood who is known as a fixer. So if like a movie producer, a director, an athlete, an actress, an actor, if they need to get out of some type of jam or they need someone to blackmail somebody else so they can get the movie rights they want or let this production company actually produce the movie the way they want it, Ray will get that done for you. Now, Ray has a lot of true followers of him from actors and directors that know him and trust him and work with him. And he finds new people along the way. And you can see how this leads to getting into trouble. Now, it, there's there's all types of good characters in this show. Polly Malcolmson, Abby Donovan, his wife, is fantastic. Eddie Marson, Terry Donovan, his brother, is a boxer. He runs a boxing gym in L.A. He was a boxer back in Boston, where Ray and the Donovans come from. They come from Boston. Another really good character, he has Parkinson's disease. And in the fifth season, he uses... Uh, a new surgery that helps the shake stop. And it's actually something that's out there right now. So it's kind of interesting to see how his character progresses. And then you have Dash Mihawk, who is Butchie Donovan, who is kind of the dorky brother who kind of screws everything up. Um, but Ray always seems to take care of his brothers and his family members. Now, there's some other ancillary characters, but one of the big characters is John Voight. John Voight is Mickey Donovan, the father of the Donovan brothers. This guy is a fantastic actor, and he's great in Ray Donovan. He is incredible. But what he brings to Ray Donovan is the torture and the turmoil of them being kids. There's They're Catholic boys. They're, they were altar boys, so you can see where I'm going with that. There's issues from the Catholic Church that <laughs> is brought up in this series from the kids from Boston. Um, Mickey Donovan also is somebody that might have turned his back to them when stuff was happening and didn't want to listen to him or believe him when they were kids. So you can see the relationship with Mickey is different for each of one of the brothers. Ray is the worst. Ray does not want nothing to do with his father and actually tries to get him in jail several different times throughout the five seasons. So season six starts October 28th of 2018 and it will finish off in January of 2019 like previous, uh, previous seasons. 
I really like Ray Donovan. I think it's a must-watch. It's on Showtime. It's really fun. And if you miss something or you don't follow exactly along, man, you're not kind of lost on it. So if you're somebody that likes to like kind of do something while you're watching a TV show, it could be one of those for you if you just kind of want to see it from you know your peripheral. Now, something that has came out this year that's going to be on my probably – probably my second favorite tv series this year maybe my third and it's on hulu a hulu original started july 25th it's called castle rock now cajun that's on the podcast too um and me and him have been going back and forth on discord talking about this series because this series is unbelievable now for anybody that's not watching castle rock and doesn't have hulu maybe jump on hulu get the free seven day or 14 day trial something you get up the free watch castle rock and then cancel again if you do not want hulu and i completely understand that and i actually got hulu just for castle rock castle rock is based on stephen king the series intertwined characters from fictional town of the castle rock which is shawshank redemption from the shawshank redemption movie and they actually make references from the shawshank redemption movie you know with uh morgan freeman and tim robbins Castle Rock also pulls in any character really from a Stephen King series. There is several references to The Shining so far. Uh, there's also a family member that's probably connected to The Shining, which is very interesting. I don't want to give out too many details. I don't want to spoil too much stuff because the fact that it's really brand new and people might only be one or two episodes in and they put this in their earbuds and I'm sitting here spoiling it. That would be an asshole of me. So Castle Rock... Produced by J.J. Abrams. There is a lot of great characters in this series uh, from the start. I mean, Bill Skarsgård's in it as the kid. Uh, Andrew Holland is playing Henry Deaver. He's fantastic. Uh, Scott Glenn is in this. Scott Glenn is amazing. Uh, I can't believe how good he is in this. Um, you also have Terry O'Quinn is playing Dale Lacey. You guys will remember Terry O'Quinn from Lost. So there's so many good characters, and it's all super super well acted i mean there's not a character in the show that i do not like i like everybody and i kind of want to follow everybody's storyline uh closely but there's only so much time and we're really following the the the, the devers and henry deaver is basically the main character so anybody that's a huge stephen king fan you have to watch the show because it's everything that you want it to be uh for a stephen king fan so it it any, anybody that's read Stephen King, you, you, this is for you right here. Now, another show that's going to come out that I just want to mention real quick, and that's Ozark Season 2. Uh, that is out now on Netflix. i definitely a huge fan of Ozark Season 1. If you have not watched Ozark Season 1, let's take it like everybody else does, and they say it's like Breaking Bad but with money and not drugs. And Jason Bateman... A lot of times, Jason Bateman to me plays Jason Bateman. Uh, he kind of plays that same funny character. And this is a much different character than what you normally see in this drama that he's playing in. His family gets intertwined with something. He gets intertwined with something, sorry. And he has to drag his family into it to try to save their lives. And it goes down a spiral staircase in season one. It was, I think, my seventh favorite show last season or last year for 2017. Maybe it was even higher on my list. But for anybody that has not watched Ozark Season 1, definitely start watching that and then catch up with Ozark Season 2. I have not started watching Ozark Season 2 yet because I'm so caught up in, in Castle Rock. So anybody that likes Jason Bateman or Breaking Bad, dive right into Ozark Season 2. Now, this is a show that 
I've been watching for a long time and I've rewatched once because I love Shameless. It's one of my favorite, favorite shows of all time. I mean, the characters in these shows are vast. Uh, the Gallagher family is really incredible to watch. William H. Macy is just, uh, he's one of the best actors out there, but this character that he plays in here, he's such a scumbag, but you actually root for him and you care about him and, but he's such a terrible person. It's, it's really insane how much you actually root for this guy and how bad of a person he is and a father and how he treats his kids. It's really, it's <laughs> William H. Macy is fantastic. Now season nine is coming out. And it starts September 9th at 9 p.m. on Showtime. So a lot of people have heard about Shameless. This might not be a Rory's Boat. This is a comedy. It's several different characters, several different storylines. And I don't like every storyline. Some of the Gallagher's, like Debbie Gallagher or Carl Gallagher, I could care less about. I, I really don't like a lot of their storylines. Early on, I did. But Frank, Fiona, Ian, and Lip are really, really great characters. And there's there's several other ancillary characters like Steve, Kevin Ball, and uh, uh, I forgot Joan Kuzak was in this. <laughs> she played Sheila Jackson for uh, four, four seasons, and she was fantastic in this. Uh, also, Veronica Fisher, who is Kevin Ball's wife. They're the best friends. They're kind of the next-door neighbors. Really great side characters. Now, the news of this season is that Emma Rosam, this will be her last year. She has decided to quit Shameless after season nine seasons, and they've done over 100 episodes so far. And William H. Macy actually came out this week and said uh, uh, she made the right move. It's He said it's been expecting it. She's producing another show. She's doing other things. She wants to try to do other things. When you're locked into a, a show this long, he's like, I really understand when you want to do something else as an actor. William H. Macy has always been really supportive of Emma because he was getting paid more than her uh, a season ago, and she wanted to be paid the same as the main actress in the show. And she is. She's the leading actress in the show, and he completely agreed. He was like, yeah, you have to pay her. So William H. Macy, a nice guy. Uh, Emma Rosen, I hope the best for her. She is married to Sam Esmo. And I'll be talking about Mr. Robot in a minute because he's the creator of Mr. Robot. So she has everything secured. She will be in several other things. I don't really know how Shameless goes on without her because she's kind of the linchpin of the family. But who knows? It's going to be okay. I mean, there's so many other characters. I don't see a big issue in this. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Westworld Season 2. What a mind twist this show was. It's more of a mind twist than it was in Season 1. Now, all the ancillary people out there, not ancillary, but all the people that have watched Westworld Season 1 kind of on the side and like, yeah, I like it. It's okay. It, it seems like, you know, I'm following along. It's it's good. That was kind of me. But then when you dive into Season 2, I promise you, you'll be re-watching episodes because there's so many twists and turns. I've had to go back and watch a couple episodes over again because I start listening to uh, one of our podcasts on Geekologist Radio done by Chris and Cajun and you're like oh they caught that I don't think I caught that and you have to go back and watch it so this is not a big one for for everybody obviously a lot of people are watching Westworld but I just wanted to throw it out out there that if you have not seen season two of Westworld on HBO go check it out if you didn't watch season one it's a must watch all right moving on here I have so many shows Better Call Saul season four now I am three episodes into Better Call Saul and let me tell you, this show, it just gets better and better and better. Now, 
what I don't like about season four is that we lose something in season four. I'll just say that we lose something and it's something that I really, really liked. And I understand why we had to move on from this, but it's kind of sad to see it go. And I don't want to spoil anything past that. If you watch season three, uh, Better Call Saul, you'll know at the end of season three what happened and you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, Bob Odekert, just he's a brilliant in this. And I think my favorite character is Mike. I mean, Jonathan Biggs plays Mike. And you remember Mike from Breaking Bad? Mike's fantastic. He's so good. I love the storyline surrounding Mike. I love Mike. I wish Mike, we just had a show about Mike and what Mike is doing. I understand that wouldn't be too interesting, but it's great. Kim Wexler is fantastic by Rhea Seahorn. Howard's still in it. Uh, okay, I don't really care about him, but he's kind of a he's kind of an ass in the show. Um, you kind of end up finding out a lot of different characters from Breaking Bad in the beginning of Season 4. You kind of see how the chips laid that set up Breaking Bad from Gus and the crew that runs with Gus and the drug cartel. So it's really cool. Four episodes in. I think there's five or six out right now. I'm kind of behind two episodes. But it's really cool so far how they intertwine Breaking Bad already. And you can kind of see how things laid laid out. So it's pretty, really interesting. Obviously, Better Call Saul is one of the best TV shows out there. So I know I'm not throwing out there anything too crazy. Now, another show that's on Netflix. And Netflix has a ton of good original content. Glow. Season 2 of Glow was this year. And... It actually was better than the first one for me. And if you guys have not seen Glow, it's Glorious Ladies of Wrestling. And it's about the 1980s Glow TV show that had women wrestling. Very low budget, very local cable television show down in California showing these these episodes of Glow. Now, season one was about building up these characters and figuring out how to create a show. And season two is understanding how to sustain the show. And it takes a twist at the end, and you can see where season three is heading, so that's cool. Mark Marin from the W2EF podcast, and you know he had his own show on IFC. Mark Marin is fantastic in Glow. I really enjoy him. Allison Brie uh, plays Ruth Weidler. She's incredible. And then Betty Giplin plays Debbie Egan. She's really great, too. Actually, each wrestler I really care about, each girl that's in the ring, you, you care about their storyline and the, the fake storylines they make up for themselves for the ring. Really good job by Netflix by uh, buying this up and letting it stream because it's really great to power watch the show. You can kind of get through it pretty quick. Now, here's a little bit of an oddball one. I'm not sure how many people are watching Barry. Barry was on HBO, and it's one of those shows that I was like, mm, let me check it out. I'm not sure. I love Bill Hader. Eight episodes. Yeah, let me take a look, you know. And you have Stephen Root in it too. But <laughs> Bill Hader's playing Barry Beckman, who an ex-military person who is now a hitman. But then he kind of falls in love with acting. And Harry Wrinkler is in the series as the acting coach. And it gets a little hairy with stuff happening around the acting class and Barry being a hitman. And Monroe's played by Stephen Root. Monroe's Barry's he's like his boss. He's the one that sets up the jobs. So if anybody hasn't watched Barry... I don't want to give away too much, but I kind of give up the synopsis there. It's really interesting how the storylines intertwine between the acting class and Barry being a hitman and how he has to pull everything out at the end. So he no nobody knows that he is a hitman. It ends really funny. Um, I have not really read season two, episode two, two. 
I haven't really read anything about when season two is coming out. It says 2019. Uh, they don't really have a date on it yet, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but Barry's really funny. It's good. It's only eight episodes long. I'm not saying it's great. Uh, it's getting good reviews, so everybody check that out. If you need something to watch why nothing else is on, I, I would check out Barry. Now, something else that I picked up on AMC this year was Terror. And now I'll just read the synopsis real quick. In 1848, two real-life warships, AMHS Terror and AMHS Erebus, sent on a Royal Navy expedition to find treacherous northwest patches, becomes trapped in the ice near Arctic and face starvation, mutiny, cannibalism, and demonic polar bear. It's very interesting. Now what happens is these two boats are trying to get through the north uh, passage, and they get frozen in place. And they have to wait till the ice melts. Before they can move on. They have supplies. They kind of plan on this. They have supplies for three years for their ship. So they have two ships. They can walk in between the two of them. They can walk to the land on top of the ice. But then they encounter some native native people that live there. Demonic polar bear. And mutiny as it is. People start taking more food. They start, you know, ration, the rationing gets messed up. Uh, the captains, the captains have to kind of keep everybody in line, and Jared Harris plays Francis Kozor. He's one of the captains of the boat, and he kind of becomes the main character as we go along. Uh, he's a very fantastic actor. Nobody's ever seen Jared, uh, Jared Harris. A lot of you probably know who he is, but look him up. Really great. So that's a show on AMC Terror. Something that came out this year that I kind of picked up, and uh, I was really happy that I did. So another show I picked up this year that I started watching was Billions. And I didn't start watching until the third season of that. And I actually went back and I started watching through season one, two, and three. And I've watched all three seasons this year. I mean, this show is something that I probably should have started watching from the beginning because it's right up my alley of, of what I like to watch. But Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis, everybody knows who Paul Giamatti is. Damian Lewis was really good in Homeland for the first three, four seasons. But Paul Giamatti as Chuck Rhodes is so freaking good. And then Maggie Siff as Wendy Rhodes is fantastic as somebody who plays in between Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti. Axelrod is played by Damian Lewis. And Axelrod runs one of the biggest hedge fund funds in New York City. And Chuck Rhodes is a U.S. attorney. So you can see where the two conflict are there. Now, what puts them in between the two of them is Wendy Rhodes' wife because she's actually... A counselor or uh, how do you want to say like a psychiatrist who works for Bobby Axelrod and she actually gets his employees to function function correctly what I mean by that she they sit down with her and she basically she basically mentally changes the way they think so that they they that way they can be successful um, at the season three there was a little bit of a dry spot for me in the middle of season three but season one and two are just Hit the bricks going. Uh, I, I loved it a lot. I'm very happy that I picked up the show this year. And I will continue to follow uh, Billions. And it's on Showtime. And I'm sure a lot of people are watching Billions. I'm sure I'm not reaching too far here. But if anybody loves Paul Giamatti, you have to watch Billions. Alright, so my last show. And I wanted to keep this at a half hour so I don't bore everybody with just the shows I like. Is Mr. Robot. Now, Mr. Robot. I'm only mentioning this at the end here because season four will be the last season. I love season three. Season two was a little bit of, uh, season one was brilliant. 
season three was so great. They had so many, just they had so many episodes that were so polarizing that you just were like, oh my god, what if this is the real world? A lot of things makes you have to think. I mean, Rami Milik playing Ellie Anderson is one of the best characters out there, and Rami Milik right now is going to be playing uh, Freddie Mercury for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen movie, and he looks fantastic in that. Christian Slater is in this, and he plays Mr. Robot who is kind of Ellie Anderson's alter ego, which you find out later on how this all plays out. It's a very twisted show. So the reason I'm bringing up Mr. Robot because season four has been announced that it's the last season. Now, this is from Sam Esmo, which we talked about earlier, who's married to uh, Emma Rosen. Since day one, I've been building towards one conclusion, and in breaking the next season of Mr. Robot, I have decided the conclusion is finally here. Sam Estwell said in a statement. So he has he's always said that he has an idea for the show. And he doesn't want to carry it past that idea because he doesn't know where it's going to take it. And if he doesn't know if it's going to be good. And he said these type of things in different statements uh, throughout the three seasons. And he wanted to make sure that the show ended the way he wanted to end. And season four ending it throws me off a little bit. I think four and then five would have been great for me. Uh, but if he has a great ending for it, I, I'll be happy with that. Uh, I wish we could have got at least five seasons out of this because it's such a great show. It's such a mind twist. It, it's kind of like when you're watching Castle Rock and you're trying to come up with this idea or maybe it's this way or this character actually is this and you get thrown all over the place. So I love how they introduce these things and fans really pick up on it. If you follow the subreddit, for Mr. Robot, there's so many different theories on there. So many different things that you can check out. So that's it. That's all I wanted to bring to you guys this week. Damien was at PAX West. Other people are out. Uh, so next week, we'll definitely be talking about PAX West and whatever and everything Damien has seen in there. Some other things that we want to talk about is Cyberpunk 2077, the 48-minute trailer that came out of gameplay. Definitely go check that out. Uh, the new Spider-Man trailer has came out. I definitely want to talk about that too. And we're really close to Spider-Man actually launching. So we'll definitely do that. I'm going to try to get Chris on the podcast to talk about Spider-Man and Silver. Also, we're all three getting Spider-Man. So I'm really excited for next week. There's going to be a lot to talk about. So sorry for the short episode this week, guys. But everybody's kind of out and busy. So if you like any of those TV shows, hit me up. Send me on Twitter at Nick at PDX on Twitter. Tell me you hate those shows. Tell me why you like them. I would appreciate the feedback. Email us at geekologist at ninjapackcake.com. Email us a website at www.geekologistradio.com or www.ninjapancake.com. Also, email us just at geekologistradio at gmail.com. Also, Damien on Twitter, Damien Nash, all one word on Twitter, Silver Soul Gaming, all one word on Twitter, and again, Nick and PDX on Twitter. Hit me up if you like Billions, if you like Ozark. I would like to know everybody's opinion. And with that, guys, this week we are out.